Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. It's immoral to let a sucker keep his money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that kind of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession is a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple mind, but not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. Are you ready? Ready? Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Grabber. Going What's on. going on? How uh, how did week one treat you? <laughs> well, I uh, didn't uh, didn't start off a whole lot in week one. Kind of wanted to take a seat back and take a good look at everybody before I hopped in and anything got too crazy. But how about yourself? Uh, it's pretty good, pretty good. Couple couple of rough beats, but for the most part, it was a pretty pretty successful week. Got a couple of my biggest. Uh, Biggest positions home safely, so that was nice to see. Definitely interested here in uh, a lot of the week two action. What, what so kind of I was thinking for the. Um, I had, of course, I had the Vikings. The old Homer. Uh, uh, yep, straight Homer on the bit, and uh, I was looking pretty rough there at half, but it ended up getting there eventually. And my my biggest my biggest bet of the week was Tampa. Plus three there at uh, Atlanta that got home pretty easily, so I was, yeah, thought that was no pretty, uh, yeah, exactly, pretty spot on. So, yeah, I kind of want to get into these teams, but I suppose we might as well just hop in one by one here before we start breaking her down. Yeah, definitely. So that's kind of the format of how this is going to go. Is we'll uh, look at look at each game and uh, say what we get. We both guess the lines independently, so. We'll, I'll ask what you guessed for the line, and then I'll tell you what I guessed, and then keep, keep in mind we did guess Sunday night, yeah. so what we're gonna do uh, we're gonna take a Sunday night guess right after the afternoon games, essentially right when the lines came out. So we want to make sure we can get our bets in as most value as possible. So we put the guesses in on an Excel sheet for both of us. And I don't even know what he did yet; he doesn't know what I did. Um, we're just not gonna cheat or anything like that. Uh, and then we'll see what the opener was and what our guess was, and we'll see what it is right now and, and it's moving, and if we think it's gonna move anymore and, and where. All right, and then, yeah, we'll break down the games one by one here for this week. After we go about the line guesses, we'll talk briefly about the teams, how they were last week, and then uh, what our take is on the game here going forward for this week. And and then, obviously, those opinions are subject to change somewhat based on what the market during the week, but just kind of give you a general idea of where we're at and what we're thinking here going forward. Definitely. So, all right, let's uh, should we just get started here with the first game. Sure. All right, so we got the the Jets at Buffalo. What uh, what'd you guess for that one? Well, this is one uh, we when we first started doing this, I didn't have a good place to find it, so I actually saw the line before I did it, so I just threw this one out the window. Uh, I probably would have said about a Buffalo minus three, but again, I I saw the line before I actually came up with a legitimate guess, so this one I can't really put my two cents in on. All right, and then the other thing, uh, we're good, let's uh, use the Westgate for the uh, openers because I know they usually put up lines first and are pretty res- respected book, so I'll just use those as the uh, opener 
And uh, so I, I guess on this one, I guess Buffalo minus one. And it opened at minus Buffalo minus three, which I thought was a little much. And clearly the market agrees because it's been getting hammered down here now. It's looking like pick or even I see some Jets minus one at some shops. And uh, yeah, total of 41, 40 and a half. Yeah, I'm looking here, and it's uh, pretty crazy. On my my screen, I got an opener of two and a half for the Buffalo. Uh, but yeah, it's just just constant Jets money. There's not no, no Buffalo support right now, and it's it's crazy. It's already gone down through a pick, and yeah, I'm seeing even Jets Jet little little juice towards the Jets, which is pretty crazy. So yeah, you're definitely spot on there. I uh, yeah, at open, I I saw a Jets plus three that I I scooped up, so. Feeling pretty good about that, but at the, the mid midway point of the week here, just kind of, I'm interested to see exactly where this one ends at. But definitely feel pretty good with the Jets plus three in my pocket at the moment. Yeah, this is a this is a game I thought it'd just be an easy three just because they're at the home field and division game and all that. But I really have no opinion each way. I guess I like the three that you got in your pocket, but I mean now at a pick, I don't. To me, it just seems like a coin flip, uh, which obviously it's, that's what's lined at. So, um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have too much of an opinion either way. It's definitely one I'll probably just uh, stay away and not going to be too excited to watch it either. So, yeah, I thought the uh, the Jets' defensive line in that or the front seven against Cincy looked pretty good. They were putting quite a bit of pressure on Dalton, and uh, the offense is. That's uh, so-so, but I definitely wasn't too impressed with basically any aspect of, of Buffalo as a team. So I think I think I definitely I won't be backing Buffalo a whole lot here unless the market really goes sour on them. And the Jets, I think, could have a little bit of value. I think Bulls is a pretty solid head coach for the most part, and I think a lot of a lot of what makes the Jets potentially attractive going forward is stuff that usually gets overlooked by the average person in terms of solid head coaching and you know a pretty pretty good defense pretty good pass rush which i think are somewhat undervalued as a whole so i think there's potential value going forward here in the jets yeah and i'm looking at the injury report here too as sammy watchman's list is questionable i wonder if that has any i doubt it but you never know it might have a little bit to do maybe half a point or something with the line but i doubt it yeah i know a majority of the move was before Anything got totally announced on that, and then I saw was it either yesterday or today that yeah it was more questionable than initially thought. So I think that probably is either definitely a little bit of this move, and then maybe part of it going forward if it yeah, continues to kinda, move towards the Jets. Yeah, kind of pushing the tail end of the move here. Yeah, I agree. Any thoughts on the total before we move on to the next game? No, I'm. Looking at my oh, I've got on my screen looked like it opened at forty two and a half, and now it's sitting at about forty and a half consensus. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a feeling either way for that either. This is just kind of a, a stay away game all way all together for me. But yeah, obviously some early money on the on the under. Yeah. Oh yeah. One other thing I should caution because I I like the under a little bit, and uh, I did did take a little bit of under forty one, but the. Uh, one thing that scares me about this is the Thursday night games have just seen like historically not a crapshoot, but a lot closer to a crapshoot than your average game because I don't know if it's just a short week or or what, but it seems like a lot of weird fluky outcomes on Thursday night. So I'm definitely a little hesitant to jump in too too deep on a Thursday night game, but we'll uh, see if that trend continues this year and if this game is 
really wonky, then it might just be a total stay away for Thursday night games here for the foreseeable future for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. It's just, uh, like you said, a crapshoot. Want turnover here, turnover there, and the, those those. I mean, obviously, that can happen in any game, but it seems Thursday night is even far exaggerated than than the norm. Uh, yeah, just a lot with, of sloppy play. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, not, not to say no, just blindly don't bet Thursday games by any means. But if uh, you better have a pretty strong opinion for for either side or the, the over under for the total there, if you're if you're going to you know, make a case for it, but definitely something that you have to have a pretty strong case for. <clears throat> yeah, that's where the last thing on this game. That's where if it does somehow get up to Jets, you know, minus. Two minus three somewhere up in there. I'd be pretty tempted to just buy Buffalo back and just hope that something weird, weird close game happens and maybe middle it. And if not, just buy off it and see what happens here in the first Thursday night game before you know you start doing anything going forward with them. Yeah, exactly. But, all right, well let's move on to uh, second game here. We got Tennessee at Detroit, and uh, looks like. Let's see the number opened at about five and a Detroit five and a half and the total right around forty seven somewhere in there is what I'm seeing. And it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of action on the game, maybe a little bit of money towards Detroit, but nothing nothing too much. I don't see really much movement at all in the total. What uh any thoughts on Tennessee or Detroit last week? Well I was trying to let's get our openers guesses in oh, right. Yeah. That's all right. right. Um yeah, I had the actual put up five and a half. I'm looking at five uh, as an opener, so somewhere in that range. And I had my guess Detroit minus three, so I guess I was a little light here. But I mean, again, that that range that's in right now is kind of a you know that, that it's not too big of a key number as we know. So I mean, a, a two and a half to a three is going to be bigger than a you know a three to even a five, or or at least pretty similar. So it's uh, I got a three. But what'd you, what'd you have? I had Detroit minus four, so I thought. Try to get a little bit of credit for beating Indy like that on the road, and obviously Tennessee kind of collapsing there against Minnesota. I figured that there would be a little bit extra support for Detroit, but I didn't think it would be quite up to five and a half, six. That seems a little steep to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I don't know. I didn't. Um, I actually didn't think too bad poorly of Tennessee last week. I mean, they had, obviously had the collapse, but there's a lot of those turnovers from the defense and the Vikings. Obviously, have a good defense. Um. I don't know. I think they might be some kind of value commodity going forward, especially if they, uh, I don't know. So I think it'll be a good, I'm not saying I'm going to be rushing to the window to bet them this week, but something that I think they might be a value of a play. I don't think you're going to get much, a whole lot of value betting against them because they're pretty, pretty low already. So, um, but yeah, as for this game, uh, it looks like the total hasn't moved, although I'm seeing some money coming in on the over a little bit uh, and basically just straight pounding of the Detroit side. So, like I said, not a whole lot of support for what I was saying. Not a whole lot of support for Tennessee at all. So, I uh, I think that the Tennessee, like part of their collapse is like that Mariota interception to Kendricks and the little bit of that fumbles and stuff. It was definitely a little bit of them shooting themselves in the foot, but I think it was also you know a decent amount of pressure that the the Vikings defense put on them. So I I tend to lean that I just. Can, attribute that more to the Minnesota defense as I would the Tennessee offense, even though some of them were, you know, kind of shoot themselves in the foot. But I definitely think that can get corrected and isn't going to be super repeatable going forward. So I definitely think there will be some some value on Tennessee here. I kind of like them 
kind of like them a little bit this week, especially if it gets above six. But I think even at six, I probably will have a bet of some size on uh, Tennessee by the end of the week here because I just not wasn't really high on Detroit coming into the season, and they they, they impressed me a little bit against Indianapolis. But I think Indianapolis is just going to be a total shootout team that Detroit just happened to get up on and, and kind of hold them off. So I think. I think Detroit's all right, maybe a little bit better than I expected coming in, but I, I just don't necessarily think they should be laying six to not a great team, but you know a team that's not one of the, the very bottom feeders. So a little steep to me. I think I'll probably jump in on Tennessee at some point. Yeah, and this is a game for me. Um, I, I agree with that. That if I, I said when I when I had the opener, I had Detroit minus three, and I, I guess you know obviously a little light, but it, when I saw the, the opening line there, I said if that goes down to about a three where I had it, I'd probably be betting Detroit or. I'd, be, I'd at least be leaning that, but then to Tennessee, I probably won't be able to hop on until it gets to like a seven, which I don't think it will get there. But with all the money coming right now, it, it's, it, there's a chance, and maybe seven with some juice, and might not be a terrible play. But I don't think I'm going to bet. I'm going to stay away unless it gets between one of those key numbers, which is pretty unlikely. So most likely, to stay away for me. Yeah, I've, I actually kind of like the under a little bit because I think Tennessee, as we saw last week, is just going to be pounding the ball constantly, you know, with just a lot of running, a lot of clock moving. And I think Detroit, even though they were in a complete shootout last week, I think that was more attributed to the, the Colts. I think the Colts are going to be a heavy over team. And I think Detroit's a little bit more malleable where they'll kind of play more to their opponent's pace as opposed to dictating their own quick pace. So the fact that you can get a high 40s total in 47 with one team that I think's a decent under team and the other team I don't think is a strong over team by any means, I'm definitely leaning towards the under here, but it's... It's tough to draw huge conclusions after one week because you got to try to figure out, you know, what's what's actual and what's just more of a mirage or fluke from one week. But I I kind of I kind of lean to the under in this one, but not incredibly strongly. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Should we go to yeah, any no, other thoughts, or should we go to the next one? No, not a whole lot left on this one. I don't. Uh, this is another game I'm not not too excited to watch or or pay attention to, but obviously I will and just kind of you know see what see if we can find any value going forward on either of these teams. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Um, the next one we got Kansas City at Houston. What uh, would you guess for that one? Kansas City at Houston. Let me see. I had that game at a pick. Um, and it shows I a pick. Yeah, I had it at a pick, and looks like the the actual is either Houston minus one or, or one and a half. What would you have? I had it at Houston three. And now it looks like I'm seeing mostly two and two and a halfs. I I guess I don't really I don't know is that a lot of faith in Kansas City after that comeback or is that a non like like people that don't like Houston I don't understand where the, why the, they're not getting the full three there Yeah well um I don't know I I guess I'm maybe a little bit higher in Kansas City than other people but um, and maybe lower on Houston's so maybe just a combination of both but I didn't not by any means like what Kansas City showed last week but I think if anything it's uh, something they can, I, I don't know, just the way they play. That's obviously the exact opposite <laughs> game plan of what they wanted to do, uh, having Alex Smith come back like that. Uh, not, that, not, that gunslinger, Alex yeah, Smith, coming back from 21 yeah, down? Yeah, not not his game style and clearly not an Andy Reid type of game style. He likes to get a little bit of a lead and sit there and punt the football and run it and stuff. So, yeah, that's um, not not the best type of game for them. With that being said, I think there's quite a bit to improve on uh, that they can look back on. I, I guess I don't know. I just think that 
I just I just like Kansas City, I guess, in this spot. I'm I'm actually thinking about I haven't bet it yet, but I'm actually waiting. Hopefully the line will keep going up, but uh maybe take Kansas City on the money line or something for a little little small bet or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of that Kansas City deal because you you could look at it and say, well, obviously they fell down 21 to what I think is a mediocre to bad Chargers team at home, so that's not good. But then obviously they came back. So, I mean, with the tale of two halves deals, like which half do you look at and and take your and look at going forward? So I'm not totally sure, but I guess I think Kansas City is probably going to be a an above average solid team, and then it's just kind of to me what you make of Houston. And I don't know. I thought Osweiler looked looked okay. I don't think the Bears are that good, so they it took care of business, even though it was dicey there for a while. But I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not really totally sure what to make of either of these two teams. So I think for me, it's probably going to be a a wait and see. If I had to if I had to pick it, I'd go Houston. But I definitely don't feel confident enough to to back either side really so i i kind of like the under a, a little bit at 43 and a half because i think both of these teams are going to be you know fairly running ball control type teams and i don't think either of them are necessarily prone to shootouts but at the same time 43 and a half isn't isn't that you know it's fairly low and i don't i don't feel super strongly about it so well here's it was interesting to watch speaking of the under or the total here that's kind of funny um I'm looking at it right now. The that 43 and a half is what it opened and kind of what still had hasn't done a whole lot of moving. With that being said, it's um, the ticket count's about 50-50. It's about one to one, so it's pretty equal. Uh, but the money, 91% of the money's on the under right now. So hmm. that's. Uh, I wonder why that's not moving downward then. Yeah. So obviously the the books are. So what that tells us is obviously there's a lot of sh- sharp support for the under uh, with all that money because generally the public's going to be betting smaller bets and that's what the ticket count gets higher but then the, the money will show you where the where the sharps are betting or at least the early ones are not to say that can't change until game time but at least right now um <clears throat> but it's why it's not moving yet. that's a good question you think it that like even that other game uh, the earlier game we were talking about when it moved you know two points pretty early and there and there wasn't even that much money of a difference so it's just yeah it's pretty I don't know. It's pretty hard to understand what where that's why that's not moving exactly, but maybe maybe we'll see it move here once it keeps getting pounded. I guess. Yeah, I'm just kind of I'm interested to see where this line goes throughout the week, and I'm also interested to see how the actual game plays out. But any more uh, any more thoughts on that game before I move on? Um, no. I, yeah, I guess we'll just see. Uh, with the Houston team, yeah, they obviously got a good defense, and their offense has kind of had some. It looked pretty decent. Um, I guess it'll be really. There'll definitely be something I'm interested in watching here. This is, this will be a good game. I think you can something you can learn quite a bit from compared to the first two we talked about. Will be uh, so. It'll be, I'll be interested to see mainly how the offenses for both two teams are. But I think we kind of know what the defenses are going to give you. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to the two offenses. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Uh, the next game here we got Miami at New England. What did you guess for that one? Miami, New England. I had a uh, New England two and a half. Okay, and was, did you guess that before or after? Yeah, the so keep that in mind. That was before the, I, and I guess <laughs> the segue into that. I think that was probably one of the worst non no bets I've ever had, uh, or not ever had. But uh, I, I don't want to didn't want to bet the first week. But we, we talked to each other right before game time there when when New England got bet all the way up to plus nine and a half, or when they got, or I should say, Cardinals got bet all the way up to nine and a half and. 
right before game time when the Patriots are plus nine and a half. And I, uh, did you ever hop on that? I don't know. I, sh- I should have. I just kind of stayed disciplined, but that was pretty stupid looking back on it. No, yeah, I was waiting for a 10. Never got there, obviously. is definitely kicking myself throughout the whole game and even afterwards, just, you know, hearing the narrative afterwards of, oh, how Belichick does it again and, and another backup quarterback. And, and it's like, even if they didn't pull off the win, the, the fact that it's right there, you know, in the coin flip or, you know, under a touchdown game for sure, it's just kind of disappointing to not have been on that side. But... Yeah, well, it's, yeah, so I agree with you. I don't. It's just uh, I, I don't really agree with how much it moved because I, I guess the, supposedly the sharp topped on it late too once they had the Gronk injury and then the uh, the O line. So it's like, I, I, but I really don't know if that warrants you know three points or whatever it was roughly and just I don't know. That's just uh, some some that should should made some money on, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you what did you guess the, on that one? I guess New England minus four. So okay, as that was also before the Sunday night game, so I, I would have moved it up a little bit. But I don't know. I, th- I mean, Miami. Obviously, they gave Seattle a pretty good test, and I think it was partially Seattle not playing as well as people expected. But I also think I don't know. I don't think Miami's necessarily going to win a bunch of games, but I think they're decent enough to where they're going to keep it close. We're not going to be getting blown out too often, so. I'd be a little. I definitely. I think I'd be hesitant to be laying six and a half with the Patriots coming off a huge primetime win and against a really good team, and then traveling across the country back home. I mean, Miami's got to travel across the country on the road back to back weeks, so that's not good in their favor either. But I just, I'd be, I'd be hesitant to lay a touchdown or more with with New England. No, that's this is this is a game for me. It's either Miami or pass. Um, I I honestly don't even know. Where that line would have to go down towards Miami, which isn't going to happen. Miami's not going to get much support, specifically from the public, uh, especially after New England. Uh, I'm sure last week, you know, the the public's betting against the car. Uh, sorry, betting on the Cardinals against the Patriots, and then all of a sudden they're getting burned. So I, I don't think I'll see a whole lot of more uh, more of that the, the rest of the season, and unless you know go out, uh, <laughs> unless you know Brady has a struggle or something when he comes back. But I. Highly doubt that. So that's what uh, I think we'll see a lot of uh, a lot of public support the rest of the year for New England. Yeah, I think absolutely think that's the case. I was I was surprised, not surprised, but the the fact that the public was just hammering Arizona, just oh, yeah. hand over fist, all the money like they knew the outcome of the game, and uh, against you know the public to be betting against New England, that has to be a very rare occurrence over the last you know 15 years. So I thought that was kind. of Kind of interesting, and especially now after they got burned on it like that, I, I agree with you that there's there's going to be very little value, I think, back in New England the rest of the year because I'm, I'm guessing the public will be all over them week after week here, especially if they cover a time or two here in the next couple of weeks, especially when Brady gets back then too. Yeah, so and then real quick, um, I, I, I agree with you with the Miami point. that I, I kind of like this Miami team, too. It might be a little bit of value on them. Um, I kind of feel similar with Miami as I do with Tennessee. They don't get a whole lot of support here. I, I think Miami's getting a little more support than Tennessee even, but uh, with that, I think Miami's slightly better, too, as well, So or, or maybe a little bit even more than slightly better. But I think there are two teams that they're definitely not going to get a whole lot of support for, uh, at least from square square betters, and might be something either – Either you know bet on or pass type of type of deal when they're playing for at least you know better teams like this, um, and then with New England too. That's they they could be pretty. They, they didn't impress me. I think uh, 
was a pretty good game, and they obviously had the field goal at the end or the and to the last you know, last couple of plays there. But either way, they easily covered the point spread, and uh, which shows you how much they shocked the, the betting market at least. So it'll be uh, they they could be a pretty pretty dangerous team once once Brady gets back. I think. Yep, definitely. So, and then I guess real quick, uh, uh, I don't I don't know if we covered or not, but I think it opened at about four and a half, so you were pretty pretty spot on there, maybe five and a half somewhere in there, and then now it's at about six and a half. Uh, the total forty two and a half, and now it's down to about forty one and a half or so, and more more money on the under, and it looks like maybe still money on the under. So I guess we'll see uh, see what happens there. All right. I agree. I don't have any no bets on the game currently, and I doubt I'm going to be betting it at all this week. Um, yeah, yeah. I could, I could maybe see Miami at a seven or seven and a half, but I just don't think it's going to get there. I think it's going to stay, stay right at six and a half. Yeah, and that's the thing. I just don't think I trust. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to make uh, of Gaze yet, the the new head coach there, and uh, Tannehill. I'm either indifferent to or not a fan of. And I just I don't have enough faith that they're going to be able to get off of a, somewhat of a heartbreaker there against Seattle, travel back-to-back weeks pretty far distances both ways, and come out. And necessarily I don't trust them to give me a good effort. So I think and you're catching less than a touchdown, it's definitely the only way I'd look, but I just don't trust them quite enough yet. To, I think there's a lot of better opportunities on the board here than that. And since Gronk's list is questionable, we don't really don't have a, we don't really know yet what the deal is with him, right? No, I, I haven't really heard, but uh, I know he going almost up until game time last week. I know that there was he was so questionable. So if he was fairly close to playing last week, I think there's a pretty good chance he plays this week. So I guess that's a potential scenario where if he gets ruled in and shoots up to like a nine or something ridiculous, I might talk myself huh. into Miami. Yeah, if if it does a, like a reverse move as last last week, where yeah, yeah, it's just uh, I don't think. Yeah, he's good, but I think he's also less of a valuable player without Brady. Personally, I think he they uh, you know, kind of like the they were talking about the Roethlisberger Heath Miller type of combo. It's kind of similar with Brady, whereas I don't know if it's the same type of deal with without Brady. So I guess I guess we'll see. But what uh, you watched the Sunday night game last night, didn't you? Or last yeah. uh, week? What are your thoughts on Garoppolo? Um, I don't know. I was actually somewhat somewhat. Somewhat impressed. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't think he would be, you know, a guy I'm going to sit there and go lay seven, seven, six and a half points with by any means, obviously. But he's. Uh, I think he's definitely serviceable for a couple weeks for, especially under Belichick's offense. So I think. Uh, what if you had to just going off the top of your head here, quick? If you had to rank him in terms of how many teams would give up their starting quarterback for him. Right now, like, what uh, would you rank them? Like the 20th best in the league, 30th best in the league, 10th best? Where would you go there? Um, well, I mean, I, it's hard with a small sample size, but I'd... I'm just talking just instant reaction. Obviously, you could be dead wrong, but just off of watching one game. Yeah, I just want to put that caution out there because I, I don't feel too strong about it. But, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. I would, I, I would say – Low twenties, maybe. I think there. I think he's probably, but he looked better than maybe about 10, 10 other quarterbacks in the league. I'd say maybe 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 not quite yeah. that low. That's what I was thinking. I'd say right now it'd be twenty five, but I think he definitely has the potential to shoot up if he has a couple of more good performances. Yeah. But anyway. All right, yeah, let's I'd, go I'd to uh, the next. Quick, I'd say on that. I think that'd be about 
close to his floor would be at like 25, 26. But yeah, ceiling, I think, could be definitely in the top top half of the league if he continued to play good for the next couple weeks. Yep, I'm with you. So, all right, we got uh, Baltimore at Cleveland. <laughs> and that, uh, that Cleveland team, I didn't, that I have I had eight games going here on Sunday. And uh, in the early slate, the only one I didn't have on was that Philly-Cleveland game. <laughs> so yeah. my opinions on that game aren't going to be quite as strong, but, boy, what a horrendous team Cleveland seems like. Yeah, um, I actually already hopped on Cleveland, but that was – I uh, not not a huge fan of that bet that I made. I made it you know Sunday afternoon before kickoff with the Sunday night game. Um, that, that, that was before RG3 got ruled out. So that – and I – not to say that, and, and obviously they think, by the market at least, it moved about a point or point and a half after he got ruled out from McCown to from RG3 to McCown. So I don't think that's that big of a difference. Uh, I, I, don't, I think that's probably about right. You're saying it. You're saying it moved towards Cleveland in Cleveland's favor or against no, Cleveland? No, no, no. Balt- Baltimore got bet on, but went went from like a six. I got a six and a half Sunday afternoon, and that was the only shot that had six and a half. I think it was mostly about a six. Um, and then after that, it was announced on Monday the next morning, I believe it was, or maybe Sunday night. I'm not sure. Then, it, and then, it, then it, I saw some seven, seven and a half. And then now it's kind well, of, what's that? I don't see seven and a half anywhere. No, it was but, there. Now it got bet back down to six and a half. No, I mean, I'm looking like I was, okay. I see that one with like crazy juice on it. Or there's a, at five times there's a seven and a half at 140 minus 140, but I don't think there was any like legitimate sevens, seven and a halfs ever. And even the even the sevens, yeah, I'm, as I'm uh, looking here, there's there's pretty rare to get a seven with even with minus one ten juice. Because that's what I did. I did hop in on Cleveland at minus one ten at plus seven, thinking that's just just a lot of points as bad as Cleveland is. I don't whatever, but I don't. Yeah, I'm like. I don't think there's at, any legit seven and a halfs. Yeah, I'm looking at seven and a half right here on uh, 9, 11, 8 o'clock at Pinnacle. So there was it wasn't there for long, but that's when I, maybe I was. I think it was Sunday night because when I when I looked at it, there wasn't any anything above a seven. That's why I locked in at six and a half. But I don't. I'm not sure. I guess that's what I saw. But it, it definitely wasn't there for long. Um. But I, so the reason I and what did you get Cleveland at? I got him at plus seven minus one ten. Okay, yeah. So I got him at uh, I think I released it at six and a half minus one ten, and that's kind of what we're seeing now. Um, but I I, I kind of liked I kind of had a feel or it was kind of not not hoping, but I kind of had a sense that RG three was going to play somewhat decent this week. So I was kind of hoping he would play. I, I'm not I don't think he's a huge upgrade from McCown by any means, but I just kind of think he could do more for your team. Um, I'm not like a huge RG3 believer by any means, but I think he definitely could have, at the very least, you know, proved some people wrong and stuff coming into Baltimore. I don't think has that great of a defense, and I, I don't. I just really don't think Baltimore should be laying that many points. And even when McCown's in, I don't absolutely hate my bet, but I definitely won't be anywhere, anywhere, uh, any hurry to you know bet Baltimore right now either. I think I actually think McCown's gives him a better chance to either win or keep it close than. RG3 does at, at the current moment. I think McCown's is not great by any means, but I think that when he was in there last year, they were a lot more, they were a lot friskier than than when he wasn't. And I guess I didn't see much of this game, so I can't comment on RG3's play, but 
I definitely feel more confident when, because I bet it yesterday when I was taking seven, and I thought RG3 was going to be the quarterback, and I, I, I didn't love it necessarily. But now that I saw this morning when he the news broke that he was out, um, I, I feel a little bit better about McCombie in there personally. But still, I I don't obviously you can't have much faith in this Cleveland team. I just did it out of principle taking the, the seven points at home because I don't, yeah, I agree that I don't think Baltimore should be laying seven basically to anybody on the road at the moment, especially coming off a nice home win and they turn around and go on the road against a team that's 0-1. Anytime you got the 0-1 team versus a 1-0 team, that's, uh, you know, extra motivation for the 0-1 team. It's a pretty good, pretty good spot. And also yes. you got the division angle. You got two division teams here, so usually division games are played a little bit closer. And uh, it's just a lot of a lot of points to be to be laying on the road. Well, I think I, I think it's a little bit overreaction on both ends here with Baltimore. Uh, they looked you know, okay, especially compared to last year, um, but definitely didn't look too <laughs> definitely didn't look too overwhelming. Um, but I still think they're getting a little bit too much credit here for beating that Buffalo team. Uh, it was just wasn't too good of a game for me either. I, I'm kind of down on both those teams too, so I, I don't think that that tells us a whole lot. And so I think that anything got overvalued after last week, and then Cleveland. Just yeah, it looked undervalued. And I, I can kind of see what you're saying with McCown. They def, he definitely has a much better chance to keep him in the game. And I guess with you know six and a half, seven points, that's what you're going to want more than uh, come out and do a stellar performance. But I did watch some of that Cleveland game last week, and RG3 had some flashes of looking old RG3 like. Um, so I was kind of having that that you know that mindset in my head where he maybe come and shake some cobwebs off and come back and maybe a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and play halfway decent. But I, I don't I don't hate it with McCown either. I think they both. Both pretty equal, but that that being said, if Cleveland gets blown out here, I might not be backing them. No, for yeah, six eight weeks, if not the whole season, because I, I mean, this is to me this line's insane. So if they can't cover this line, there's, and I was not any line that's going to entice me back into them, but it would have to be extremely ridiculous for me to to jump back in and support Cleveland here anytime in the near future. Yeah, I hundred percent agree because I mean, not there. Be early after two weeks, but if they get blown out here like they did you know, last week, that's it could be a coaching deal, uh, clean house type of you know throwing the towel type of season already. Uh, maybe not all the way after week two, but you're talking about a couple more bad losses, and it's pretty much there already. And that's never a team you're going to want to be backing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, and real quickly right. on this one, uh, I think it's kind of funny. Uh, where would you did you get your guess, Hein? Oh yeah, if we didn't uh, even get there, um, I I had Baltimore minus three on this one. Yeah, I had two and a half, so I think we were in the same. I think that's what I, that's the way I went down with this, I, or how I break it down is I go through each game, see, you know, figure out what I want to do, and then look at the actual line. And this was one of my biggest differentials for what I thought it should be, and I was kind of shocked to see that high of number two. So, um, yeah, and looks like it opened at about six and. It's maybe at about six and a half prevailing number right now. All right, and, and then real, um, real, real, the... real quick, um, yep. the, it's it, it's funny right now the the bet amount it's uh, there's about sixty percent of the tickets are on Baltimore and eighty six percent of the money is on Cleveland, so uh, this might be a little bit of a square sharp divide uh, and that line's holding steady, but yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where what happens and uh, where the line moves. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd say there's a really good chance of it being a sharp square divide where all the 
sharper people are going to be on Cleveland, and then you got all your average Joes are going to be all over Baltimore based on how terrible Cleveland was. The the only way it wouldn't be is if the sharps just don't don't trust Cleveland enough to even support them. I could see where it might be a you know public versus no nothing position, but obviously if you're showing that much money on Cleveland already, then uh, I'd say it's likely to continue going forward. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And this might be a type of deal, kind of like with the, the public and the Patriots, kind of the opposite, where if the Sharps are on Cleveland here and get burned, kind of like what me and you were just talking about earlier, uh, like a minute ago, <laughs> they might might be tough to find support for them in the future, just like we were saying, for just Sharps yep. in general. How many is every every public better in America that plays teasers going to have a teaser with Baltimore tied into it? Yeah, I would, I would sure think so. <laughs> 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 I mean, if uh, you do, you could do the old Cleveland, Cleveland money line bet, the big, the big money line parlay slash teaser fu bet to, to every square in America and get uh, what about plus two fifty on Cleveland? I, yeah. I'm not gonna be doing it personally, but uh, <laughs> that's I could see if that happened, there'd be a lot of upset people. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, I'd agree. <laughs> All right, uh, next game here we got Cincy at Pittsburgh. Uh, what was your guess on this one? Cincy Pittsburgh had Pittsburgh minus one. Uh, this was before they played last night, like I, like the, we said earlier. So I guess that uh, I probably was a little light on that, but yeah, I opened at minus one. What about you? Minus one. I had Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Okay, that's looks that- like about what it was at. Yeah, so it opened three, three and a half, and it's. Basically, been sitting there. Um, yeah, a little bit of money maybe towards Cincinnati, but not not a, not not yet. Pretty much pretty much the same. I bet Pittsburgh at minus three, minus one fifteen earlier today. Um, what where'd you, you get that? Are at? you high on Cincy? I got it at I believe a sports book. Okay, high um, on Cincy. Um, or are you low on Pittsburgh? No, I'm actually. I think Pittsburgh's actually a pretty solid team. I, 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 one week again, so I'm not going to make too big of exaggerated predictions or anything. But they they look pretty solid all all around. Um, I like Roethlisberger looked extremely good. I thought uh, he didn't mi- he didn't miss a lot of throws and those uh, like that one throw to Antonio Brown in the corner of the end zone. He just or, uh, I don't one know fourth was, and one there. The what's that? The one on fourth and one there, where yeah, that was over the top. That was insane. Well, just right in the bread basket, and then, then they had an acceleration too to catch like both of those. And that's just a scary duo. That's uh kind of kind of Culpepper Moss esque, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, I like too. I like a team that will have the stones on a fourth and one, whether it's you know the the play call from the sideline or whether it's Roethlisberger having the ability to check into whatever he feels is the best best route to go but I like when the, the team on fourth and one will do a play action and, and throw it deep to really you know change the momentum and, and open it up and it just kind of keeps the defense off guard I, I prefer to back teams like that than, than play against them that's for sure yeah but to go back to your question with Cincy I know I'm not I'm not really high on Cincy that much at all I, I'm, I'm more high on Pittsburgh than on Cincy um, that's why I, I like the three that you got I don't think like I would definitely bet it at two and a half. I don't think we'll get there, but even three, I like a decent amount. But I, I won't be betting Cincy right now, and take a lot to bet on Cincy, or at least a couple well, points. Are, are you saying situationally you like Cincy better here, or like because obviously you, you mean getting three for home field? No, I'm, I'm <clears throat> like I said, I'm not betting them or looking at 
what I would bet it as, more just what I thought the line would be at. That's what I'm putting my number in at. So no, but I mean, the why why would you not be supporting Pittsburgh at three or potentially even three and a half if you think they're a better team than Cincy? Well, if they're a better team, but I don't know. I just uh, they the, the biggest thing is I don't like backing somebody right after. I guess it'd be more of a, like a down the road type of thing. I'm going to keep an eye on them for value, but I don't really think there's a whole lot of value in them because. Cincinnati played a pretty close game in Pittsburgh. They played, I don't want to say lights out, but they played pretty damn good. So I don't, I don't, I don't really like taking teams like that unless I feel pretty confident off a big win and a big, you know, really big game off of a Sunday night. I'd game. say, I'd say the Monday case night. against Pittsburgh that made me feel a little uneasy is the fact that they're short week off a primetime win where yeah they pretty much steamrolled specifically the second half and they looked looked pretty good. That's usually. Usually not a huge letdown spot, but I definitely don't feel super confident. The thing that made me kind of look overlook that is the fact that it is I got it at three, so they're saying basically they're equal teams. And also when it's a intercom or interdivision game here, and it might be the two best teams in the division, I think Pittsburgh will get refocused here pretty quickly, especially since the, the primetime win was against an NFC opponent. So I don't think that was really Obviously, it's a big game because it's their first game on prime time, but I don't think that's going to be overwhelmingly to be their main focus. I think they'll definitely be able to refocus here for Cincy, although the short week I'm not usually a fan of. Yeah, so I mean, that's to answer your question why I'm staying away. Um, I don't know. I, this seems like a game to me where I could definitely see Pittsburgh just playing really well and solid again and, you know, Dalty throwing some interceptions and not looking the best. And But, I mean, I could also see it where Cincinnati kind of is – hanging in there the whole game and, and ends up even, you know, winning it. But I I don't really feel too strongly either side. But um, I, looking at both the teams going forward, I definitely like what Pittsburgh has, but I definitely think it might be some of a letdown spot. All right. Um, next game, we got Dallas at Washington. What did you have there? Uh, one second here. I was going to look some more at the Pittsburgh game, but I'll just skip it. Uh, Dallas, Washington. I uh, had Washington minus one and a half again without the just doing this Sunday without Monday information. What about you? I had Washington minus two and a half. Okay, it looks like it's about a three, three and a half. Three, three and a half. Where's it at three and a half? Oops, my mic fell. Uh, open. Sorry. Oh, open. Okay. Uh, um. Yeah. Then it looks like now the prevailing numbers two and a half, three, right in that range somewhere between there. Either three with juice to the dog, or two and a half with juice to the favorite. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't really have much of an opinion on this game. I like. I thought uh, Prescott looked fairly good for Dallas last week. Definitely didn't seem too overwhelmed. Although I'm not necessarily in a rush to back him going forward. And uh, the the Dallas defense, I thought, was not a complete disaster like they kind of have been some in the past. But I think that was also just kind of the Giants' offense not looking too crisp either. So I don't necessarily trust Dallas a whole lot going forward. Yeah, I, I was actually somewhat. Uh, I like I like Prescott's performance. I think played decent. Um, um, the, the one thing I did hear earlier, I think it was yesterday or maybe Sunday night, but I heard something that's I did agree with that. He played pretty good and you know, close to the belt, and I thought he'd you know make some good throws and manage the offense pretty well. But with all that being said, he they, they didn't 
do a whole lot from point scoring perspective on offense. So they definitely could have taken a lot more, you know, advantage of how the, of the way he was playing and the offense was playing. So if that's a, if that's a sign of what's to come of if they play good and they're not scoring a whole lot, like, well, what happens when they don't have a good game or whatever, then it might just be no offense whatsoever, which I, that wouldn't really shock me either if that happened. Yep. And then on <clears throat> from the Washington side, I think they might be the, like Simmons says, they might be the you know the good bad team. I know they kind of were last year. I don't think they beat a team with a winning record last year, even while making the playoffs. And against Pittsburgh, you know, I, I think it's a pretty you know top tier AFC team. They just get blown out, and Cousins looked a little off. And I think that uh, Washington might be a team where you back them against bad teams and uh, you fade them against good teams. And then the question here is. Is Dallas a you know good team, bad team, or just middle of the road? You just kind of stay away because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, I would if I don't know. Yeah, it's, this, this seems like a, a perfect stay away for me. Uh, I I would kind of lean a little bit Dallas, but I don't know. I just don't want to feel too confident either. Especially uh, Washington's in a pretty good spot. I would think uh, they need to prove something after a pretty pitiful performance on on prime time like that. So I don't know. Um, you look at the bet count. It's sixty-five uh, percent of it's on Dallas for the ticket count, but eighty percent of the money's on Washington. So that's uh, kind of shocking to me, Fred. First glance. Yeah, I'd say spot-wise, it's pretty pretty equal. The fact that you got Washington getting blown out on prime time, but they're also on a short week. You got Dallas losing to a division rival by a close game at the end there. So I think both of them will come pretty focused for. A, Another division matchup, so I'd I'd say from a spot perspective, I'd say it's fairly equal. I think the teams are fairly equal, and basically the lines kind of reflecting that. And, and yeah. uh, I guess we'll be more interested to see see what information we can pull from this game here going forward. Yeah, I agree. And uh, with total, looks like it maybe got bet down a little bit, um, but I I seems like it might maybe might get bet back up to maybe like it's sitting at it's. Open at forty six and a half, and right now it's at about forty five and a half cents or so. Um, I don't think I, I don't see a whole lot of movement out of that. Maybe a little bit, maybe 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 back to forty six. I don't know. What do you think? I think that Dallas is an under team. I think they're going to be running the ball a lot and the ball control, like Prescott, kind of like you were alluding to earlier. And I think Washington's somewhat of an over team, if assuming Cousins can kind of get it straightened out a little bit. So I'd lean. The under, but I don't yeah. feel strongly about it. I think it's kind of a stay away, pretty much across the board. Yeah, I agree. All right, um, next game we got here is New Orleans against the Giants. Um, yep. So I <laughs> little light on this one. I had uh, Giants minus one and a half. Uh, what'd you have? Wow, I had Giants three and a half. I figured the 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 markets are going to be a little impressed with, uh, or not the markets, but the Odds makers would be anticipating that people would be a little bit high on the Giants after that win on Dallas in a afternoon game that a lot of people saw, and then the Saints obviously collapsed into the Raiders like that. If they were given an extra point, but uh, I was kind of surprised. I took a little Saints plus five and a half earlier in the week, or at open because uh, I didn't. Uh, I just don't think the Giants are that good enough so that they'd be laying that many points. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I um, it, it looked like it opened on my screen at least. It was about minus five, uh, favor of Giants obviously, and I, I got a five and a half. Uh, I got in, I got that in right away. Um, that's probably the bet I like the most that I put in so far. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't think the Giants should be laying that much either, and and obviously that's been reflected because now it's getting bet. Uh, a, lot, a lot of money coming in on New Orleans, so it looks like it's going in our right direction at least. Yeah, I think New Orleans is a perfect team. Or like last week, I think is going to be a good example of what they are going to be going forward. Just score a ton of points, give up a ton of points, and play in a lot of somewhat close games because they they're going to be able to put up a lot, but they're just not going to be able to stop anybody. So in New Orleans games, when you can take you know close to a touchdown or you know more than four against a non-elite team, I think that's not a terrible bet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it looks like it's sitting at. About four and a half with juice to New Orleans, the dog. Um, yeah, I'd, I won't be surprised if we kept seeing more New Orleans money, honestly, uh, which would be good for my, my bet that I got in, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I really don't see the Giants uh, covering this. So, and then on top no, of that, the, the, uh, what's that? I was just going to say the Giants, uh, Eli just didn't impress me that much. I no. Just, Every time I bet on him, I don't feel comfortable. But he's also good enough for when I bet against him, I don't really feel comfortable he's either. Kinda like, he's kind of like most a quarterback just hate. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of similar. Where they're good enough to make you hate them, but they're also bad enough and do stupid enough stuff where if you're backing them, you could hate them. Yeah, they have flashes of okay, I can. Well, I, why isn't why am I betting on this guy every week? Then you like see him the next two or three weeks, you're like, oh, that's why. <laughs> um, and and real, the Giants defense, they only gave up. What eighteen or whatever it was the Dallas? They didn't give up that many points, but I wasn't wasn't overly impressed with the their defense either. So I I was coming into the year with all their additions. I was fairly high in the Giants overall. After the week one, I'm kind of in a holding pattern with them, but I uh, wasn't overly impressed. So I'll be curious to see how they do against the New Orleans offense here, and and then you know that'll shape my opinion on them going forward. Well, just like I said before with Dallas, uh, they gave up nineteen points or whatever, or but. Like I, they had a lot of opportunity there to make make a lot more noise. Um, so I, I don't yeah. think that speaks true to the Giants' defense. I think it definitely shows you the, the, the Dallas capabilities. So that's why I would definitely not give them any credit for, for holding them to that. I think it definitely could have been a, a minimum five, six, seven points higher. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, I just want to cover the total quick. It opened at about 51.5. Uh, just 90, 92% of the tickets on the over. 97% of the money's on the over. Uh, I, I I didn't release it personally, but I was on the over at 51.5, and, and I was, at, like I said, 53. So that's uh, not a whole lot of support for the under, and I guess I can see why. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to imagine other than just a straight numbers play um, well, how you, you'd really get on the under. But that being said, yeah, maybe at 51.5, but now it's almost up to 52.5, 53, and even 53.5, it's... A little too, a little too rich for my blood because I don't, I don't totally trust the Giants' offense enough to, to go point for point with New Orleans, and also I think there's a couple teams that people overlook their struggles on the road, and New Orleans outdoors on the road, in particular, has offensively been not nearly as potent as they are at home in the dome. So I'm always a little, little weary to, to back. Or to necessarily think that the New Orleans is going to guaranteed put up a ton of points in that situation, but we'll uh, we'll see if that continues over this year or, or what. Yeah. So, all right. Um, next game we got up here is San Francisco at Carolina. For that one, I had Carolina twelve and a half, 
Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I was shocked when I see this number personally. I, uh, I had a Carolina nine and a half, which I don't know. That's uh, San Francisco looked pretty awful <laughs> on Monday, which, uh, didn't, didn't help my case at all. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what was your thoughts on this one? I mean, San Francisco looked bad, but they still won the game 28 nothing. So I don't know. I don't think they got downgraded from that game. So it was 13 and a half. And then after that game, they started getting, taking a little bit of action. Um, I'd say, I don't know, Carolina, the, the you know, off, off a close loss on the opening game there. They got a week and a half off. They come back home waiting for San Francisco. It was on a short week, like on the late Monday night game, then traveling across country for an early start on the, on the East Coast. I think situationally, I think it's definitely a few points added to, to Carolina's side, but that being said, I'm, I'm not going to lay 13, 13 and a half, but I also don't know if I'm really that interested in San Francisco side. For so for me, it's a pretty easy pass. Yeah, I guess I, I missed smoke. That didn't sound right at all. But yeah, it's, it seems like this is a, a fat and happy type of team. After just, I, I don't think that that Rams team looked pretty awful, and I don't know. Um, this is, and you got the the one and zero San Francisco against the zero and one Carolina yeah, side. So you know, yeah. Carolina is going to be very focused. Yeah, exactly. Um, I there's I don't know. I just can't can't lay that many points. It's hard to do that. Um, the, the, if this is, if this is a time, this would be close to a situation where I would at least think about. It. I'm not. I wouldn't do it. But kind of kind of like you said, it, it kind of sets up well for a blowout type of game. Kind of the opposite of what 49ers had last uh, yesterday. Yeah, definitely. Any any other thing else you got on this game? I don't need to talk about this anymore personally. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's a little, little, quite a bit of a decent amount of money on the over. It looks like so that's 44 and a half now up to 45 and a half. So, but other than that, no, not a not a whole lot. Uh, I guess I guess right. quickly the 49ers have quite a bit of injuries too. I'm looking at too, uh, which will be uh, something we'll see what happens. But anyway, okay. Um, the next game we got up here is Tampa Bay at Arizona. Um, on this one, I had Arizona four and a half, which was my guess. Okay. Well, yeah, I had a six and a half. Um, yeah, I guess you're pretty high in Tampa Bay. That's probably sounds like. Yeah, I mean, they came came through for me last week, and I uh, saw no reason other than them being too confident and uh, situation reasons why they shouldn't be, have gained some respect. And I don't think it was fluky by any means, but yeah, it looks like it opened seven. Seven and a half. Yeah, and, I had uh, six and so a half. I got that down. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Somewhere in that range, and it's taking a little bit of money towards Tampa. And uh, I took a took a plus seven right away. It opened, and now I'm seeing six and a half pretty much across the board. So I think I, I took it before the Arizona game, and I kind of wish Arizona would have squeaked that one out. Yeah, exactly. Because situationally now, it's perfect setup for Arizona, but... Um, I still think Tampa's solid enough to the point where they should hopefully be able to keep it keep it close. Well, so you're gonna that that game really from a betting the next week or looking forward perspective that Tampa or uh, sorry excuse me the Arizona Patriots game really didn't do us any justice because you're like we said earlier you had the public getting mad that the the Patriots won outright when they're covering a nine and a half spread and then uh, on top of that they're gonna with Arizona. Uh, you know they're not going to get as much, just a little bit, not not a ton, but just slightly less support. So you're not going to get as much 
you know, value betting on, you know, for this week, Tampa Bay against them. So and it kind of from both perspectives, it just didn't do too well for, uh, for betting on it for, from my perspective. Yep. That's where if, now again, you got this another, keep bringing this up, but you got another 0-1 team against a 1-0 team and Tampa couldn't have looked a whole lot better and Arizona didn't, definitely didn't look too good, especially that first half was, was awful. So you'd expect peak, peak effort from Arizona and, and then you got Tampa, you know, traveling cross country and off off a big, pretty big interdivision win. It's definitely somewhat of a letdown spot, so that kind of worries me. And uh, in a normal situation, stripping away any situational ties, I would be very like Tampa would be my best bet of the week again. I'd be jamming them pretty hard, but based on the situation, I bet a little bit on them, but I'm not nearly as confident as I would be normally. I don't know. I. Um, I, 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 I obviously at seven, I would definitely be leaning in Tampa Bay or, or, or bet on them. Uh, I don't know Arizona. I'm not going to be betting on them right now at six and a half even, but I, I like what they're doing or I like their, their team. It looks pretty solid. Um, I know they had a quite a bit of support coming into the season, so they're kind of already an overvalued commodity, but they definitely, I don't, I don't really, I guess what I'm saying, I don't really downgrade them a whole lot from that loss from the Patriots because they just, Maybe maybe a little bit, but definitely still think that they, they're a pretty solid team all around. I don't downgrade them much from that loss, but I know there there is a, a somewhat significant amount of people that were picking them to regress a decent amount this year, and I definitely can see that. Like I don't I don't think they're quite as solid as a top of the league team as some people think, and I think they're. I wouldn't change my opinion off of that loss, but I, I don't think they're necessarily for sure one of the best teams in the league this year. So and, what, would you, uh, what would you put an Arizona-Pittsburgh neutral field line at? Um, I guess I'd probably say Pittsburgh one and a half, something yeah, in that range. I was going to say Pittsburgh one, so I guess we're probably on about the same. All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with this game, uh, a little bit of a little bit of money on the, the over, but um, – yeah, it's That's the way I'd look too. I think Tampa's definitely a somewhat of an over team, and Arizona probably is a little bit too. But it's already, I think the num- number up at fifty is already reflected in that. So I, I don't think there's much value on it right now. Yeah, forty nine and a half, and on my screen it opened roughly, and then it went up to fifty and a half. So yeah, it's maybe maybe, maybe if I had to gone to head maybe over still, but uh, definitely uh, the value's kind of already extrapolated out of that. All right, um, Seattle, Los Angeles. Uh, it's <laughs> a little weird saying that. Yeah, it's off. The numbers off the board a lot of places. Yeah, that, uh, from the Russell Wilson. Yep. But, so, it, it, but my I guess thought, was Seattle minus four, but that was before how bad LA looked last night. Yeah, uh, I had I had Seattle minus four right in the number two, and looks like it's okay. about three and a half. So we're both thinking about the same, but I don't I don't. Russell, isn't Wilson's playing? I'm pretty sure he's playing, right? Yeah, it says. I mean, it's just probable, or it says probable on here. You know, I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think Pete Carroll said that he's, you know, it's not a big deal. He's playing for sure. But I did so, hear a couple reports that it's worse than they're letting on. But I don't think it's really in question whether he's going to play or not this week. Well, yeah, that's. Um, it's kind of strange. There's not in the lines though. I guess there's, or I mean, there are, but not. Uh, not many. It's not uh, most of the books have it down, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess there's not a whole lot to talk yeah, about. This is another one. 
this is pretty easy for me. I have no interest in laying points with Seattle. I couldn't have been too impressed. I wasn't impressed with them at all on uh, against Miami. And I think that their old line is going to be a problem. And I just uh, won't be supporting them a whole lot this year because I still think you're paying a tax for the, the name brand. But at the same time, that Rams game, I was on the Rams on that late game on Monday night. And I don't know. I haven't seen a performance that bad in uh, I don't even know how long. But their, their drive chart was like... I think eight punts, two interceptions, and then the end of the game turnover on downs. Like it was, it wasn't even a, a spark. Basically, the entire time it was just beyond awful. I have no interest in backing them anytime soon. You know, Keenum looked awful, and the, the, every yeah, everything looked awful altogether. Um, see what happens. Yeah, I agree. One thing that drives me crazy is they kind of have the same blueprint the Vikings do, where it's oh, run yeah. the ball with Gurley and and just keep keep running it and keep running it and and you know play, try to play a decent you know decent defense and I just I just don't just don't think that works. Yeah, I'm and wait until said, yeah, the Keenum wasn't good. Yeah, but it's just but I was sitting there with a bet on him and it's like. Just run on Gurley over and over again, and the Niners knew it was coming, and they just blitz everybody or bring everybody in the box and basically blitz everybody. And it's like, okay, no matter how good a running back he is, when you got when you're outmanned, you're not gonna be able to juke or run through three people at a time. So I just, I've, I hate teams that that do that, and I've, it's gonna be hard for me to back them. You're going forward. Yeah. All right. No, you got anything else to say on that game, or should we just no. go? All right. Uh, Indianapolis at Denver. Uh, let's see here. I had Denver three and a half. I had Denver six. Okay, looks like five and a half was about the opener, and it's, now it's maybe at about six. Yeah, looks like it's six across the board. And this one, I I don't really have any interest. I think Denver's a decently better team. Uh, I would back them, except for the fact I don't totally trust Simeon yet, and. Uh, Indy, I think, is going to be kind of like New Orleans, where they're going to be a shootout team, but I think Luck's good enough to keep them close a lot of times. But I still don't have any faith in their defense stopping anybody. So to me, they're just kind of a prototypical over team. Yeah, and I, uh, this is one of my few bets I put in on Sunday. I put in on Indy at plus six, uh, which wasn't I – don't, I don't necessarily hate the bet, but I definitely should have waited because a lot of the money's coming in on Denver uh, with that support, which I'm a little surprised by. Uh, I kind of thought that it would – Sit there, maybe you know, go towards Indy a little bit, but we're not really seeing that. So uh, I guess we'll see. I don't think it's going to get to seven. With that being said, but uh, I guess uh, I, I like Indy. I, I think I think Luck was due for a little bit of a better year this year. Uh, uh, kind of a retaliation. Uh, I don't know. I, I I I still like Indy at six, but not definitely not a one of my favorite plays. What's that uh, injury report looking like? Because I know, I think part of the steam, because D- Detroit got steamed super hard against Indiana. A lot of it, I think, was injury-related last week. So I'd, I I agree that I think Andrew Luck will be all right, but I, I just don't know if their defense with all the injuries will be able yeah. to stop anybody. I'm looking at their defense right now. they got T.J. Green questionable, Patrick Robin questionable, Henry Anderson questionable, Vontae Davis out. Uh, Arthur Jones suspension, obviously, and and then they <laughs> yeah, go down the line. Cornerback, it's like yeah, the whole defense. They got one offense, and yet compared to Denver, well, they got Demarius Thomas is questionable, but and Brandon and Brandon Marshall and the linebacker. Uh, but definitely not not as big as concern as as Indy's uh, injury reports. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. That's why I I bet the uh, the over, <clears throat> which is super weird to be betting at Denver. 
home game over the way they've been the last couple of years. But I was slightly encouraged with their offense that'll be able to to do be a, a little bit more towards average as opposed to a dead nuts under team like they were last year. And I think Indy's one of the strongest over teams I've seen in a while. And uh, so I, I took a little over 45, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. And if that if that goes over, I think unless the lines get uh, adjusted quite a bit, you're going forward. I think I'll be backing the over in any games pretty frequently here. Yeah, uh, looks like it opened 44, uh, currently at 45 and a half with. 83% of the ticket count on, on the over and uh, 97% of the money on the over. So, yeah, it looks like you're uh, with everybody else on that one at this point. Yep. So, all right. Um, next game we got Atlanta at Oakland. Atlanta at Oakland. Um, and this one, I had Oakland three and a half in this one. I had Oakland three, minus three. And it looks like it was about four, four and a half, somewhere in there. Yeah, when I... Uh, I saw this on Sunday night. I went and I saw it at Sportsbook. It was at Atlanta at six and a half. So I went to put it in, and by the time I went to put it in, it, the line disappeared and it got moved down to five. It was wow. like I it was a mistake or someone bought it. You know, I, I think I someone know. bought it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't really know for sure, but the the rest of the market was sitting at five at the time. So I think someone must have just went in there and hammered it down. But you don't really see it too often where they adjust a whole point and a half in a a couple seconds. Well, and Atlanta's not any team I'm hurry, you know, in a hurry to get to the betting window about. No, Oakland, no me neither. Oakland, I don't think, should be laying six points or, or five, even uh, – I don't think less than that. I'm not going to be too eager to bet Atlanta because I'm really down on not too high in Atlanta just like I was last year. I made some money betting against them. And uh, But, yeah, six, that's just kind of something you just got to do it out of principle type of thing. Yeah, that's what I was – going into the year, I was a little bit high on Tampa. But the majority of my first week bet there was against Atlanta because I'm just not an Atlanta fan at all. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm not in Russia back them any means, but situationally here, you got them off basically getting blown out by a division opponent at home. And now they're, they're going, they're 0 and 1. And then you have Oakland who had a huge win on the, that, you know, thrilling victory there at the last second in a shootout, and then they travel back home, and they're 1-0, and they're feeling great about themselves. They're going to be reading you know, reading their press clippings here all week, feeling great about themselves. And I don't think Atlanta's good enough where they might where they were going to necessarily beat them, but I think that it, they might sneak up on them enough to the point where it'll be a close game. And at that point, give me the you know six six and a half all day. Down at four or five here, I still lean Atlanta, obviously, but I don't know if it's quite enough to pull the trigger for me. Yeah, well, then, and fuck, and, and uh, Oakland's coach Jack Del Rio on the sideline is that little smug sob sitting there after he did that, <laughs> and wasn't really that smart of a decision anyway, with that much time left on the clock, uh, when they can come down and get a, you know with a pretty decent offense, and especially with Breeze, and you give him forty five seconds or whatever it was to go down and kick a field goal, it definitely wasn't a smart play in my opinion. And uh, yeah, he's sitting there over after it happened, just a little smirk on the sideline and with his hands in the air like he's a genius, and it's like that that goes you know. Side, coincide exactly with what you're saying with them coming back and you know, all fat and happy going back home. <laughs> you see his tweet to ESPN? No, I didn't. I think it was ESPN Stats and Info. They tweeted out that, uh, like, if they if Oakland would have kicked the field goal, they would have had a, you know, I forgot what this percentages were, but it was like 52% or some chance to win or 50%, something like that. And by not kicking it, they had a 42% chance or something like that by going for two. Something, those aren't the numbers, something like that. And, uh, 
and he quoted the tweet or you know tweeted at him and said, "Well, it's a good thing you guys aren't coaching the Raiders then." Huh. Well, it's just that's just not too smart. Like, and I'm normally a person that says, "Okay, go for two or do the more aggressive play than not," especially after watching Chile for how many ever years it was. But it's uh, it just yeah, it doesn't make sense. And because like if New Orleans, they're thinking, "Okay, good, we stop them here, we win the game." And if we don't, we still have another, you know, decent amount of time. If, if it was less time, like, you know, 10 seconds or something, that's something different. But it's like, yeah, if, if you're New Orleans, like, oh, we have, we have enough time to go down and drive and get a couple of good plays and, and kick a field goal and, and, and win the game outright. And then e- either way, they're going to have to be driving that. It just basically forces their hand that they have to do it, and they're kind of their backs are against the wall. But they could have easily stopped him as well. So I, I was okay with it personally because no one was stopping anybody. So that the is chances point, of them succeeding, yeah. I thought, were pretty high. But at the same time, especially the play they ran, that not necessarily fade, but they, they basically threw it up there to, I don't know if it was Crabtree or whoever they threw it to over there in the corner. It's like even against air, they could screw that up, let alone, you know, it's just, that just seems like a pretty risky play. But obviously it ended up working, so I, I didn't have too big of a problem with it. I don't think I would have necessarily done it myself, but... Anyway. Yeah. Well, you I don't know what that, that same type power defense, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, as for the numbers on this game, it looks like a little, some, quite a bit of early money on Oakland, actually, which um, not not super surprised about. Uh, there's not a whole lot of support for Atlanta. Uh, pretty much going to the end of last season, into this season, it seems like, um, from the betting markets. And then the total was opened at 47, 47.5, and already at 49.5, so pretty much a straight. 95% of the money's on the over so far, so that's uh, pretty crazy. Where are you seeing Oakland support? Everywhere I see it, open Oakland five and a half, whatever, and it's basically been getting bet down or staying the same. Oh, really? Like yeah. C- CG opened Oakland six, now it's at Oakland five. Westgate opened Oakland six and a half and is down to five. Yeah, no, I had it at, when I looked at it Sunday, I saw, I put it in my sheet as a four and a half and then. I'm looking at yeah four and a half opener. It doesn't have a whole lot of movement, but like on my sheet here, it says 70% of the money's on Oakland. So um, I don't know. It's pretty. It's keeping the same for what you're looking at. Yeah, basically everywhere it's either stay the same or it's been come. It's came down a little bit, and that basically shows what I was talking about earlier with that six and a half down to five. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I I think. I think by the end of the week, it's if anything, it's going to be a sharp square divide where the sharps will be on Atlanta and the public will be on Oakland, or it'll be nobody on Atlanta and the public on Oakland. But so, where do you see this line closing? I guess I'd say I see it closing right about. I'd say four, so probably. Okay. I think it's going to close maybe about even right five. where it's at now. All right. So I guess we'll see. But, yeah, either way, I don't think I want Atlanta necessarily either of those numbers anyway. No, I'd agree. Um, all right, next game we got is Jacksonville at San Diego. Uh, this one I had San Diego minus 2.5. San Diego minus 2.5. I had this one at – I just had a flat three. Okay, but, and that's pretty much what it was at. Yeah, pretty much open there, and it looks like it's pretty much sitting there. There's actually been a little bit of San Diego money, which kind of surprises me because I don't – Especially after that crushing, I mean, they played pretty well the first half, but after that crushing loss like that, um, I mean, I guess Jacksonville a little bit of themselves, but I just think Jacksonville's at least as good a team as San Diego, if not better. And 
I put I took a little Jacksonville plus three at plus one hundred five earlier today, and uh, I, I mean I think people forget that San Diego's home field advantage is awful, and then, yeah, like it might be the worst in the league. I mean Jacksonville's is too, but to take Jacksonville from their weak home field and put them on the road, there's hardly a difference. And San Diego's the same way, so I just I just don't think that. Uh, San Diego should be laying the full field goal necessarily, and I think Jacksonville is probably a little bit better of a team, so I'm definitely uh, like that bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with this one, I don't know. I don't really have any opinion either way. Uh-huh. Just the more I look at it, and uh, a lot, a lot of injuries, a lot of questionables, and a lot of a lot of uncertainties with both these teams. I think San Diego blew that. I was I had a San Diego plus seven in my pocket last week, which I wasn't sweating, but it, it, it was a lot closer than it should have been. <laughs> and yep. um, it's, I don't and I don't know. I guess yeah, I'd lean Jacksonville too with this, and especially if if it keeps moving like that. But um, I don't know. I with the total, it's open at about forty eight, and right now it's sitting at about forty seven, and a lot of people are betting at forty seven. Looks like about ninety eight percent of the money's on the over. Uh, I would. Tend to agree with that, but I don't. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be involved in this game. I don't think side or total. Well, the um, I wasn't necessarily really high on either of these teams, or really low on either of these teams coming into the season. But the uh, like San Diego, you know, the, um, now that Keenan Allen's hurt too, I just think that I just don't really trust anything about him other than Rivers. But even with Rivers, I saw a stat on uh, on Twitter the other day after Keenan Allen got announced as ACL tour or the tear and he's out for the year, that uh, Rivers' stats with Allen in there were significantly, like not even close, but significantly better than they were without him last year. So I think that, that their offense. No, so like I don't want to overreact to one player being injured, but I think that their offense is going to take a decent-sized hit from that. And I didn't really trust their offense that much to begin with. And I don't think their defense is really that great either. And Jacksonville, I'm always hesitant to support Jacksonville until they show me because they definitely have been coming with a hot team here coming in. But a lot of people, you know, have been hopping on the bandwagon. But I just think in this situation, at this price, they're both off losses. But I feel like Jacksonville is going to be a little bit more confident off a close loss to a good Packers team versus San Diego's crushing loss against a division opponent. So um, I think Jacksonville's going to be more likely to come out more focused than San Diego is here. So we'll see. I don't feel extremely strongly about it, but I definitely feel good about the Jacksonville bet. Okay. Um, um, yeah, that's with, with Keenan Allen. He's a type of player that I've had on fantasy a couple of years, and he's just a, just not very good for fantasy because he doesn't score a whole lot of touchdowns, but he's definitely pretty good between the twenties type of player and uh mm-hmm. which is pretty good to get the ball movement and stuff for Phil you know, for Rivers and stuff for someone he can find or someone that he can trust, but Alright, let's go to uh the Sunday night game here. We got Green Bay and Minnesota opening up the US Bank Stadium. I think uh all bias bias aside, I think this might be my uh, most excited game I'm looking forward to the most here coming coming this Sunday. In terms of a watching perspective or a betting watch, perspective? Watching perspective, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. This is a game here I got. Uh, I, I said Green Bay minus one. What did you have? I had Green Bay minus two. 
and it, I saw a couple. One, I saw one and one and a half. But I think it was, there's a lot. Most of it was at about two and a half. Is what I saw. Yeah, I saw mainly twos, two and a halves, and uh, it looks like the prevailing number right now is two and a half. I I did pick off a plus three earlier today for the Vikings, so I feel pretty good about that, and I wouldn't be totally surprised if the public pushes it back up there to three by game time. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It looks like right now that 96% of the money is on the, on the Green Bay uh, side at two and a half, and a lot of bets, and I, I, I'm... I'm I won't be surprised at all if uh, we see some betting syndicates or some sharps coming out in Minnesota here, especially if it gets a three. Um, I, I won't be surprised if we've had two and a half, but if specifically if it gets a three, I, I, want, I would be willing to bet there'd be a lot of money coming in in Minnesota late uh, before game time, if that were the case. Yeah, I'm sure every just about every sharp out there would be taking a piece of the Vikings at three. I'm kind of curious to see if this mimics the uh, Bengals-Jets game from last week in terms of betting action, where it was kind of sitting there two, two and a half for most of the week. And then before game time, it got bet down to you know one or a pick based on a lot of sharp action, but the squares were still firmly on Cincinnati. I could definitely see that being the case here with every square, most squares being on Green Bay, but enough Sharp money drives the Minnesota side down closer to a pick, but we'll we'll see as the week goes on. I, I don't want to quickly when you say that too about the number. I, thought, I forgot to mention that on the Denver and Carolina game, but on the, the first Thursday night game to open the season, and I had the under in that game at 41, but it was crazy. It opened at about 43, 44, somewhere in there, uh, months before the game started, back when they were first released for the opening week lines, and. Uh, Closed at about forty and a half or forty, so that's a, and of course the game ended at forty one, so that's a perfect game where I don't care what side you bet uh, on, the, on the total, you're gonna you're gonna make money if you have if you bet it at the right time to take away. If you bet at the right time and you had the under, you would have won. If you bet at the right time, you had the over right before game time, you would have won. So that's uh that's a, that's games I like to see. How, that's how it should be. Yeah, good better wins no matter who they're on. Yeah. There's more example the Packers Jags like that last week. You got the Jags, you get them at plus six. And you would have cashed because the Packers won by four, or you got the pack at close at three and a half and, and cashed that way. Um, the Bengals Jets was like that. You could have, I think, I saw some picks, so you could have cashed on the Bengals, and you but, definitely should have cashed on the Jets at two and a half for, or two. The, and the Chargers the ended up winning by one. Chargers Chiefs is another one. I had at seven, like I said, I bet it a couple of days before the game uh, was, but I think that closed at five or five and a half. So that's a perfect game where, and of course, it ended at six. Um, so per, another perfect example of that. And I got I was on the good side of that, but it's uh, yep. pretty funny. The other one of the last example of that last week was the Giants. There's they were off. They won by one. There's times where they were a point and a half favorite. There are times where Dallas was a point favorite. So there's another one where. Either one, either side you bet on, you should have won your bet if you did a good job of getting the number, or at least pushed on the Giants side. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, with uh, with this game, it's the Vikes. Um, it'll be uh, it should be a really good game. I think this is uh, it's no wonder a primetime game. I think this is going to be one of the most um, highly um, highest anticipated game. I would think. Uh, for any of them on there, from at least from a viewing perspective, I'm not necessarily sure, but even betting, it's definitely going to be pretty big. I, I would assume that it's going to be close to a square sharp divide. Yeah, who who would you feel more confident with the Vikings bet in your pocket with Bradford or Hill for this week in particular? Uh, Hill. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's most people would say Bradford. I think, but I don't. I don't know if Hill didn't look that great, but he made some throws and managed it. Where I think Bradford has potential to. 
I'm just not a big Bradford fan, I guess. Uh, even though the markets, when they first announced Bradford, they, the uh, the total for the win loss for the Vikes went from about eight and a half to like a nine, I think it was. And when they when it had Sean Hill being our starter from when we got Bradford for traded, uh, same with the uh, Super Bowl odds, it went from about twenty eight to one down to like twenty to one. And I even saw it was even getting more down to that. I saw some fifteen to ones, ten to ones when my, when my dad wanted to bet on the Vikes. So there's down at ten to one. It's I think at South Point or something like that. It was, it was ridiculous. But I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I, I, long term, yeah, if you're talking about a whole season, I think Sean Hill couldn't really withstand the whole season. So I, I think he's necessary to have in. But I, for this game in particular, I'd, I'd say it's pretty even, but probably lean Sean Hill. I would say I would lean. I don't feel incredibly strong, but I'd lean Bradford. I think there's the Josh Freeman potential from a couple of years ago where he's not totally comfortable with the system and makes a couple bad reads or just isn't in a groove yet and, and totally blows up. But I'd say the percentage of that is pretty low. But then I also think he has a decently higher ceiling. And against the Packers, I think we should be able – the Vikings should be able to basically have a similar game plan. They always do where they play good defense and keep themselves in it, and they just ask for a couple plays out of the offense. And I think Sean Hill is capable of doing that. But I think Bradford is more capable of doing that and is capable of potentially doing, if they get behind, better chance of bringing them back, even though I'm not a big Bradford guy. So I'm, I'd am i prefer Bradford in there, but I don't feel incredibly strongly about it. I'm not, yeah, I don't, I, I agree. I don't think, uh, I could see Bradford too, but I, I'm, I'm not super high on either of them, to be honest. But uh, for, like I said, for the season long, I think Bradford's definitely the, the play. Yeah. Uh, and then real quickly, I guess, yeah, like we said, Green Bay money and then a little, quite a bit of under support too, uh, which I do have an under. I don't, I didn't release it as a play, but I do have uh, an under in my pocket too at 44. Okay. 44 and a half actually, <laughs> which uh, now okay. it's at about 43 and a half for the prevailing number. So I don't, I don't mind that. It looks like it's continuing to going down. I wouldn't be surprised if this closed at 43 or 42 and a half even. Yeah, you'd think that the Vikings would be bet under pretty frequently this year and uh, I'm sure that near game time I'd guess that the public will just be seeing the Packers and be betting over so it'll probably steady out but it's hard to imagine that the sharper betters wouldn't keep taking the uh, keep taking the under and offset any public money on the over. Yeah and then you also at the primetime game people always you know want to bet over just because it's you know, a lot of more public's betting on in the game than than just a standard you know Sunday 10 o'clock Pacific 12 o'clock uh Central Central game, so then you have more money coming on the over, and then that's usually, if anything, it seems like there's more value on the under for primetime games like that. Yep. All right. Uh, nothing else in that game? No. All right. The last game here on Monday night, we got Philly at Chicago. Um, I, I guess Chicago might, I figure, just be a flat three on this one. Um, yeah, I, I had a minus one and a half Chicago. What did you have the opener? I, on my sheet, I had three, and then something else I'm looking at, I had, I'm had i looking at like one and one and a half, so I don't know. Uh, looks like CG was two and a half with Juice to Chicago, but like everywhere else was basically three. Oh, I okay. guess Westgate was two and a half. It's okay. basically two and a half, three. Okay. Yeah, that's, so it seems about, about right. right. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. It seems about right. Um, I, I don't know. Once... What, what do you think? What do you think? I don't know. What do you think about him? I didn't see any of the Philly Cleveland game really, so I don't. I don't have too strong an opinion yet. Um, I don't think he can really make much. I don't. I still don't 
feel confident at all making any opinions off of Philly, even if I did watch the game, just because I think that Cleveland team's so bad, you don't know really what to take away from it. So from the Philly perspective, I was pretty down on them coming into the year. And, I mean, if anything I heard was a pretty impressive performance by Wentz, but I'm still not ready to, to back him after one performance. So from the Chicago perspective, I thought that, you know, they were leading there for a while against Houston as, you know, six-point dogs or, or in that ballpark. And I I thought maybe there's a chance they could be a little bit better than a lot of people expected them to. But still with with Cutler and just the whole mojo of that team, I'd I don't think they're going to be too great. So I don't really have a whole lot of interest in laying a field goal or more with them, but I also don't really know what to expect out of Philly and don't really want to back them. So for me, this is a, another just stay away game. Yeah. <laughs> well, the TV setup I got there at home and the eight TVs, I need to have enough there to, to see this game or what? No, I already said I watched, I had eight, eight games going and that was the only one I didn't, couldn't throw on. Oh, I missed that part, but yeah, I uh, guess I'll have to, have to get another one in there for you. <laughs> um, uh, with this game, I this this is a ticket count of sixty forty in favor of Philly, which doesn't surprise me with the, the young rookie quarterback playing pretty good first week out in this you know premiere of the NFL season, and and then you know the, obviously a lot of public is going to be on that. They just like seeing people like that, Dak Prescott, etc., uh, succeeding. They like they like that for a lot, but uh, the money. Is it about a three to one and in favor of Chicago? And I I didn't release it to play either, but I, I do have Chicago minus three in my pocket. Um, so that's the side I would definitely be be leaning towards here. Um, Philly's not I don't think is in the best spot here. To uh, for even, even with the three point getting the three points, I don't I don't think I'm in any interest of in getting three points with Philly just with uh, a lot of uncertainties I think at that team and it, so. Your line guess of one and a half, is that just because you thought there was going to be an overreaction to how well Wentz played in the, in the Philly win? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought it – and that's probably – yeah, like I said, probably a little light. Um, that two and a half, I think, is where it probably should be uh, to – where it should open, I mean. But uh, – or where I should have guessed to open, but that's where it pretty much did open. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought it would be over – and it kind of showing that, but – that it's there's a lot of public support, but obviously there's a lot of sharp money holding it there. So that maybe probably that's the three probably makes sense. I can kind of see where that why, why it's there, but um, I don't really. Uh, do you have any interest in with Philly? I don't. I don't really have a lot of interest in getting three points of Philly. No, I don't have any interest either side. And basically, it's looking like it's three with 120 juice to Chicago. I don't really have an interest in paying extra juice or paying three and a half or more with Chicago either. So for me. I could, I could, I would definitely wish I would have had a little two and a half Chicago at open in my pocket, or even like you said with three. But since I didn't get either of those, for me it's just a pretty clear pass unless something crazy happens on Monday as it gets closer to game time. Yep, um, I, I don't, not a whole lot left on this game. I don't think um, Bears have a hand, decent amount of injuries, but a lot, a lot of money on the over again. So pretty common theme, and not a lot, a lot of money on the over except for the few. That are under under teams for the most part. So that's uh, kind of see what what happens going forward. Yep. So I think that'll uh, wrap it up here for for uh, week two. Is uh, if you had to pick a best bet, which one would you go with? If you just had to take one. Uh, at the current number, obviously. 
Uh, well, your favorite bet you got in your pocket, and then your favorite bet at the current number. Well, like I alluded to earlier, I think I like New Orleans quite a bit at five and a half. I think that's. I think that I don't. I, don't, I just don't, don't trust that giant team a whole lot. Um, so I, that, that'd be my. If that's why when I release it, you know, Sunday night it goes shows up on aronsports.com slash Robert Dasharon on my my plays page, so I can you can see that right away and in, instant. Uh, but but talk, now when you bet it now when you lose a little bit of value, it's kind of hard to say so. So I don't know if you look at a bet now. Uh, I don't know. There's not not really anything I feel too strongly about uh, with at the current number. I, I, I basically I think would. I'm looking at that Minnesota game, I think, and I don't like to. I'm, if anything, I'm more down on Minnesota just because I'm obviously my favorite team and from Minnesota as a fan. So, if anything, I'm going to be less likely betting on them. But if there's a lot of value, they just got to take advantage of it. So, I, I'm, gonna, I'm hoping by game time that'll get up to a three, and I can I can hop on that. Like I think you said, you did. Okay. Um, How about you? Yeah, my favorite one I, um, of the week was the the Jets plus three at open. I feel really good about that. Uh, I don't know if I, I – I mean, I wouldn't really recommend it now if you're laying a point or even at pick. I, just, I mean, I, I'd still lean that way, but I, I don't feel nearly as strongly about that. But that would be my favorite bet of the week. Uh, my favorite current bet, it would be either between the the Indy Denver over uh, 45 or I think I'm going to go with the Jacksonville plus three at plus 105. I think that's a pretty solid bet, and it's still – Widely available there across the board, so that would be my favorite bet at the current prices. Have you released any plays yet? No, uh, no, I haven't. I just uh, took some of my own, but I basically was just kind of picking off numbers that I, I felt decent about that I didn't think were going to be there, and couldn't in good conscience release them when they're you know only at a a rogue one at a, at one book, and uh, and most of them weren't even there for that long, so. Uh, wouldn't feel good about releasing something that most people couldn't get down on. So I'll probably be releasing um, plays here going going forward later in the week, is depending on where the market moves. Yeah, and that's some with me. I which I do have a disclaimer there under both of our pictures on our on our picks page that they're not necessarily releasing widely available numbers. We're more just releasing what we are betting them at. Uh, that's we're not we're not charging anything for our picks. They're just free. They're kind of more of a documentation type of thing. So we don't have anything for a wide, widely available numbers. So that's some you know little word of caution. But uh, with that being said, uh, looks like you posted for was it a one and one for the first week? Yeah. Were you two? Were you two um, and one? And then I was um, two and one yesterday in the, the Monday night games, and I was um, one one and one on. Sunday slate for the ones I released. So currently I'm three and two on the year, up just under a unit of profit. Okay. Yeah, and I haven't. Uh, I've, I've been bet, I've been betting uh, just the games with uh, different sites that I have and, and people I feel confident backing, but I haven't bet any and released any plays for the first week. Cause I kind of like getting a little sample size for the first week before hopping in anything. So I do have three plays re- three plays released for uh, this coming week weekend, but. Uh, that was released on Sunday night, and uh, we'll see if what happens. Like I said, with Minnesota, that might be something I'll be looking at, and there's a few other games that I have in my, my mind that I might be watching as the week goes on and might release a little couple late plays. All right. Well, I think it's uh, about time to wrap it up here. We've already, already gone for an hour and a half, so uh, going forward here, we'll try to make it a little bit shorter because I know it's uh, quite a bit of time. 
and uh, I'm sure we'll get better at it here as we go forward, get a little bit better of a groove, and um, you know, hopefully make it as uh, entertaining as an, and informative as possible. But uh, so it was a good, good first run through here, Rob, and uh, we'll be looking forward to talking to you next week and recapping week two and looking forward to week three. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I think it'll be fun, uh, just breaking them down and kind of giving our opinions. And yeah, like Frank mentioned, it's uh, definitely went a little bit long here, but we'll try to get that tone back. And also, if you want to do go to aroundsports.com and want to be getting the iTunes feed up there, so you can just go to iTunes and search for our podcast, Around Sports, and you should be able to find it here uh, in the next week or two, hopefully, if, if Apple doesn't take forever to put it in their store like they always do. Um, and then I also have the RSS feed, so you can copy that. And Like I have the app on my phone, and I have the Zoom player on my desktop, so I can just copy that feed in and pull all the, the, the podcast episodes in. And I also put a little uh, button on there so you can subscribe through email. Just create an account on Around Sports, and it's pretty simple. It takes 10 seconds to... To, to register and then go to the podcast page and just click the subscribe button to the email. And I'll just, uh, every time we post a podcast, which we're generally going to be on Tuesday, I would assume, but every time it's posted, you'll just get a little email in your inbox that says, uh, it says it's been posted and a link to get it directly so you can listen to it. So hopefully it'll be helpful. All right. Well, thanks for uh, jumping on the pod here, Rob, and uh, best, of, best of luck here in week two. Yeah, same to you. Uh, let's, uh, let's get it for the weekend, and then uh, we'll uh, talk about it next Tuesday. All right, sounds good. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Around Sports Podcast. 